Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Abby Smith Rappaport from We Care Computers. Thank you for visiting with us today, Abby. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Really great to be here. Well, I've heard a lot about you, about your company. So many people that I know in your network that I know have have said so many nice things about not only how great your company is, but the, the community work that you do as an individual. And I do want to talk about that. Um, but you're running a wonderful business, and I'm very impressed the way you're doing things. So I want to share with the audience today, um, you as a business owner, how you're running things, and, and, and get into it so people who are listening will learn from your experience and your past. Okay. Ready to go? You ready? Let's do it. <laughs> so, Abby. Yes. If the question I have is, what are the key things that you as a business owner need to support to be successful that you can think of? So the things that I use for my, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, one thing I've always um, prided myself on is using my team. And uh, so I would say that's probably if it had to boil down to one thing, I would say I would rely on my team and my team could be uh, my employees. It can be vendors, um, networking partners, other people in the community. Uh, But I've definitely found my superpower is uh, or a superpower is having a team behind me to help support uh, all the various things that I want to do. And uh, also, obviously, I support the the activities, projects, whatever that uh, my team is working on as well. In, uh, in I wrote about it in my book, but one of the greatest value drivers of the business is the ability to delegate and create teams, which also creates your culture. Mm. And, and you do that really, really well. I was very impressed when you did the survey and told me how you were building a middle team. And a lot of business owners don't focus on that. And that's maybe one of the most important things for the future um, and, and the legacy of the company. Um, so how do you communicate with your employees about, let's say, the importance of what you're doing? It could be a project. It could be a mini project. It could be long term. How do you, what method do you use to communicate with them so they get it? Uh, I mean, we, in the company, I mean, day-to-day basis, we're using, uh, I mean, we're uh, a Microsoft uh, organization. So we're using Teams a lot for uh, direct messaging, chatting, that kind of thing. We have everyone on the company is on there. We certainly use a lot of uh, electronic communication via email, um, not a ton uh, of phones. 
Uh, and we want to when we want to talk about a project or a specific initiative, usually we do that in a in a meeting. Um, these days, it's just easier for people to have uh, virtual meetings, like over a Zoom or a Teams uh, connection, which has worked really well for efficiency and not making people uh, <laughs> have to drive uh, uh, unnecessarily, especially with gas prices and all that great stuff. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, to me, the 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 one to one is is the best way. Like that's when typically when a new employee starts, we can get some time together, and I can really just learn more about what makes them tick, uh, what what interests them, what motivates them, and then after that, we get we like to get together uh, as a company, and then I also have individual meetings with my managers, for example. At least that's how we're handling things that we care. So you use a couple of different touches then besides the technology part of it and the, you know, the things that we've now become very used to. You're still hands on with a one on one with your managers um, to, so that they can talk to you face to face. So you're touch you're using these touches to create that relationship between you as the business owner and the and, and the employees. Absolutely. And, and to the, the point you mentioned before, also, I'm, I'm very big into delegation, but and also edification. So when my um, I'm very big into for my employees to take on their roles, and to manage their people and communicate with their their teams. I mean, we're, we're a small company, so we're not talking about huge teams or anything. But it's just the keeping that flow and really supporting my managers to uh, feel confident in communicating with their people and in dealing with their projects and really putting the onus on them has worked out really well for me. Um, and I think for my employees, I mean, it's been, uh, it, it certainly can be challenging, challenging at times when your questions are put back on you. But in reality, like my people are the day to day uh, handling things with customers and even many of our vendors and that kind of stuff. So when they ask me a question, oftentimes, their what they think the answer or, or the the steps to take to uh take care of the situation is often something I wouldn't even come up with necessarily because I'm dealing in a completely different part of the business. So I, I really like asking and listening to my employees for their feedback. And I I don't hear it a lot, but I, I believe that they really appreciate um getting that leadership or feeling that uh, that leadership on these particular projects that they're handling, that their input is valued and carried out more often than not. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I've been a big proponent to um, when, when I coach uh, business owners, I say you have to make the next person that looks like you feel like an owner, like, oh, yeah. like an owner. And that seems to be what you're doing. And that has a lot of ramifications to it. And it's it, it follows that question. I was going to ask you, you know, what are you doing to build a culture? But I think you just answered that by having people. I don't want to answer it for you, Abby, but, you know, <laughs> but basically you got people that are being ingrained and learned how to learning how to be a business owner by the way you're allowing them to think and feed back to you. Do you agree? A hundred percent and or at least in the parts that really matter. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're taking that ownership aspect. So oftentimes it's nice when an employee of mine comes to me and says something to the, you know, like, Hey, I see we're, we're putting like extra money here. Do you, you know, have you considered like this or that? Like, 
these are great things. And they like the fact that they care about these things and look out for that is, is fantastic. Uh, I mean, I imagine you as many others have dealt with very big companies. And you, when you hear employees saying things like they, when they're talking about the company they work for, that's like cringing to me as a, you know, it's like, we, like when my employees speak and they're talking to a, a client, I, I imagine they're saying, yes, we, we at we care are doing this because they yeah they have that they have that feeling of community and uh, ownership and yeah that's fabulous yeah absolutely yeah you're doing a great job there because um again i can't stress it at 53 years working with business owners i know one thing you got to have your team create a culture within otherwise you just can't survive and you're doing that really really well so here's so here's one of the questions um as a business owner, what would be the, th- the the concerns that you most have as an owner, Abby? Oh, like in general, okay. Um, things that things that concern me as an owner, I would say taking care of my employees, taking care of uh, our customers. Certainly, um, I mean we we also care about how we are in the world. So we, we do care about how in the face of our vendors, making sure we pay our vendors on time, those kinds of things. Um, those are probably, if, if I had to use the word concern or things that I think about, I would say those, those are probably um, the kind of things I think about most. I mean, when COVID started and uh, things were looking bleak initially, I mean, I, I certainly had concerns for myself, but I, I'm proud of my mind <laughs> where it's gone or how I was raised, however you say it, that, I mean, a big concern of mine was, well, how are my employees going to be eating and feeding their families with all this going on in the downturn? And what can we do as a company to to increase our bottom line so we can pull our or bring our employees with us along? So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, concern for others is probably <laughs> my my biggest concern with respect to that, I would say. You know, you bring to me, to mind, the way you're talking and your concern, which is, you know, just the generosity and humanity of you that says a lot. But I think of Trader Joe's. Um, okay. And I think it's a wonderful organization that cares so much about their employees that you it just drips with uh, the, the hierarchy of the company caring so much about their employees so you're like a mini trader joe's with your employees and and obviously they must really respect that um but they get that through just talking to you i bet i bet you they they feel that excitement that you have for them so that's great i think that's wonderful oh, um, appreciate it, appreciate it yeah no i can i it's it's something you can sense right away and i the, one of the questions i was going to keep say is how do you keep people long term but i I think we answered that you 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 build a good culture and people are happy they're doing work and um you know that's always a a better deal than your competition's trying to steal your employees cuz they're unhappy uh, not that that doesn't happen but um, yeah and, and and it's also a totally different culture too time cuz there there's for some people and it's not good or bad necessarily for some people they they want more uh uh someone looking over them more and more direction and less of this uh feeling the freedom of stuff and so yeah sometimes that's not what people want and they just want to like you know sit behind a computer all day do this that or other and like 
there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but here, yeah, we have, we, yeah, the, you're right. If you don't necessarily fit in the culture, um, and when you do, it just, it seems to work really well. Yeah. And you're actually right. That's a good point. I never thought of some people, they need guardrails and they feel safer that way. And that's a good way. And if, as an owner, if you can see that in a person, that's why you have personality tests and stuff. Um, It's great that you can be flexible enough to treat them that way. Abby, why, uh, how did you, and why did you start We Care Computers? Ah, uh, good question. Well, a long time ago, when I after I came out of a, a school, um, I had this technical background in college. We we were a very I lived in basically the same dorm the whole time. We were very computer literate and played with them and built them and all that kind of great stuff, which was great. My degree was in uh, business management, though, so I went I went to work for a company outside of school, kind of data entry, and. Uh, I, although I had this uh, the computer background from school, they they quickly saw that I had this skill set, so they really moved me into a, a support department for the university there, and that worked out well for a while. And then, as uh, as my wife, as the well, I, we had one son who was already born at that point, and then we had another son coming on the way. That's when things felt a bit. Uh, tighter, let's say. So I started on on the side, like nights, weekends, kind of a thing, doing some work, and uh, which was lovely, and it really did well and worked well for the family, uh, and it was nice. I had a, a good a good small group of clients, but back then it was really resi- uh, homeowners, kind of a thing. I mean, business owners who are serious about business, you know, they they don't need someone who's a part time person taking care of their networks so or those kinds of things. So. That's really where where it first started. And then um, as time went on, well, the culture at the company I moved to after that was um, different than the culture that I like to see in companies. And uh, if it's okay to share this quick story, the, the first sure. day of my of my of my work at this one company, I was meeting with the HR person. And the HR person was going through the benefits, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, um, oh, and if you last past six months, then, and she started saying like, whatever, this insurance thing will kick in or something or other. And back then I was a, a newbie. I'd never, I didn't have a company at all or anything like, I thought, oh, okay, that's weird. That's interesting thing to say. And now I look back and like red flags and alerts are going off. If you hear that on day one, like, Hey, maybe there's a cultural thing. Anyways. <laughs> So, so I, I I did I worked at this company for a while and way past six months and <laughs> did well but culturally it wasn't a fit. So at uh, at one point in time the my boss and we uh, things didn't work out and we uh, <laughs> our communication. So I ended up leaving and that was the my wife tells me this story reminds me i guess she was out at my mom's and i showed up in the middle of the day <laughs> like to visit them at the pool when they were visiting my mom at her apartment and uh, she said i i thought about it and just sat around that that afternoon she said the next day i was i was on it so that was really the impetus which i have to say looking back i appreciate that very much to be honest because it gave me the kick in the butt so then i st- started calling all my clients and what was such a what a wonderful thing is I had really these really good relationships with them. The nice thing was a number of them owned businesses. And I don't think, I don't know if you and I've talked about this, but we care has a really strong vertical in professional service firms like CPAs, 
um, insurance agencies, uh, attorneys is a big one, healthcare, uh, construction as well. And these are these are companies that what was so nice is when I reached out, they said, oh, you're full-time in we care now? Great. Would you like to come and take care of my office? Which was lovely and really what the goal was. And that's that's where we, car, we care is these days. We're a managed services provider and we have monthly contracts for our customers and we're only working with businesses and uh, supporting them and their employees. And that's that's kind of a, a really short way of how uh, how we care started way back in uh, 2004. Wow. So you've been around 20 years almost. And uh, wow, that's that says a lot. Isn't it funny how things reach out where you go in a different path? And boy, you never expected to be in that path. And here you are. Right. Um, it is amazing. Agreed. Well, that that leads me to my next question. And I want to leave enough room time wise to talk about the community and what you're, the great things you're doing. But here's a question that I it might take some thinking. What's the one thing that you wished you had known before you started your business career? That's a tough one, but it's a good one. I, I mean, I, I it is a tough one. It is a really good one. I think that probably that the support that I need would appear when I needed it. It would be something that I would like to would like to have known then. I feel like I spent a lot of time with things that ne- were never going to happen. You know, you like something happens and then you make up in your head you like that it's bigger than it is or then you oh if this happens and you like all these stories. I really wish I uh was stronger in my faith that the path I was on is the right one and um Things happen. Employees come, go. Some employees have issues with their personal lives, which come out in the world. All these things that have nothing to do with you, but you kind of, well, sorry, I kind of internalized them like it had something to do with me or what I was doing. Um, So, yeah, the the faith, I guess, a stronger, I mean, I do have stronger faith, like for doing this for 20 years, but (laughs) even a stronger one or or that, or that, that, that warm, the warm hug or touch knowing that. Um, that yeah, it it'll all work out. And if and if I was able to have like a secondary one, <laughs> is to like is to really, um, is to is to real like again to go back with the team is to really be able to lean on that network and the people and businesses that always show up for you and to provide that back for them, like creating that community, like that. That's that's really the communities are just like a huge thing for me and my company and my people. So. Yeah, you know, you, you make a good point. When people are going into business, they worry about everything under the sun mm-hmm. and start worrying about things that may never happen in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. But but you go to do maybe overthink it. And sometimes that can be very uh, detrimental to get the start going. Um, what advice would you give to others who would want to pursue a career like yours? Have Create your questions, what you're thinking about, and then to meet with business owners um, who have been doing this for varying various amounts of time. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that would be, that would probably be my, be- that would be my best piece of advice. I just really am appreciative of how my, my boys are 21 and 19 now. And I'm so appreciative of what I saw in their, in their high school and how they were told to go on internships and ask questions, like in thinking about what they want to do. Not that in high school you can figure out really what you want to do, but 
from my experience when I was in high school, I mean, it's like amazing how much the boys have gotten support and, uh, and I, and I love that. So yeah, that's, that's probably what I would do is to ask around and, uh, oh, sorry, 21 and 20, my son's birthday was uh, this week. Hey, hey, you son, yeah. <laughs> what do you see this week? What's today? Yesterday was the 10th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Max, he's in yeah. uh, Toronto. Um, but yeah, because I, I that's that's where I find because that's where I find these days as a business owner when I get together with other business owners and WeChat, I find that I get the best the best information and you know you're you're not the only one who's having issues with employees or price increases or that. So I, I really feel like doing their due diligence and asking people who have been doing it would be their best way to get the data they want and to see if they really want to pursue. Let me add to that because I, I wrote this in my book and and it was one sure. of the- that I noticed over the years of working is business owners, when they have issues, they can't talk to their spouses because they don't want to put that on the shoulder. They don't want to bother their family. They can't talk to their friends because their families for their friends for the most part don't care. They're they're thinking about their stuff. And they can't talk to their competition. So they really don't have anybody to speak to say, I got this issue and it's 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 gnawing at me. And I always said, you know what? It's so good to have a group of other business people that yes. now and then you can have a cup of coffee, lunch, and be able to open up without being threatened that anybody's going to use it. And I started something called the Strike Force, which brings in people like yourself, and we meet periodically just to talk about issues that you can't talk to anybody else. And I think it's been a really refreshing uh, way of uh, an outlet. That's what I'll call it, an outlet, you know? And you're, that's what you're doing. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I, think, I think it's really important. Yeah. Okay. Before I get to the community, I want to ask you one last question. Then we're going to take two more minutes with the community. I know you can, we can, you can go an hour with that. I know that. But hmm. we, we want some time. But if you were in my shoes, what questions would you, uh, would you ask yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh, I love that question. I use that often in my uh, in my one to one meetings. Um, that's great questions for the the topics we're touching today. I mean, for for me, I I mean, I think you're going to do this next by saying like what is, like what moves you, what makes you you. I mean, that's one thing that I always like to uh, find out from people because I mean, anyone can have proficiency in their profession and and do great work. I mean, obviously, you need to work at it and do that, but fine. Many people are great at their work, but can you really? appreciate the other person do you like them do you like what they stand for uh do you like how they behave in the community do you like how they behave when they're behind closed doors these are the kinds of things that are interesting to me when i relate with others so i guess to me that's uh that was the only thing i would want to talk more about is like what what makes you you and what what's important to you in this world kind of a thing well, I think we're going to find out. We've already found out a, a lot about you, that you're a giver. There's no doubt about it. So I want to move to community because um, uh, I uh, bear with me one second here. I get the too many little alarms going off here. Um, talk about uh, uh, is it Feeny and friend? Is that that what I'm talking um I, well, I, our la- the latest, yes. Yeah, so we we've been doing a number of community events through through We Care and through my personal endeavors. Um, and when COVID started, we did a students in need in program. So we got together. Oh, I, this was so long ago now. I mean, it was over 
I don't know, $50,000 worth of computer equipment into various families and students when the computers were needed um, and various other things like that. And then with a couple of other amazing business people in Connecticut, we started a, a group called Meet and Mingle. And we, we've had one event so far uh, that was back in April. It was very well attended, raised a, a bunch of money for a nonprofit. And you mentioned our, our latest one, which is coming up on the 24th of January, uh, at the North House at 5:30, we're raising money for Feeney and Friends. Feeney and Friends, um, and we're yes, he's a, a wonderful teacher out of West Hartford, and uh, started a nonprofit a number of years ago. And in my meet and mingle group, where we're we get together to do purposeful, intentional networking and connecting people with those that they want to other pe- business people they want to meet. Um, we always like to do it for a cause, so networking for a cause. Uh, so we've raised a ton of money so far with sponsorships. We have plenty of people signed up. And um, as the way things go with with most of these kinds of events, I imagine we'll get a bunch of late late signups. But I really <laughs> have been urging people to sign up already because I'm just afraid it might sell out because uh, they do have uh, we have do have capacity issues. And I uh, want to be sure everyone who wants to be there can be there. Well, I, you sent me it and I was very uh, encouraged by it. Of course, I'm going to be uh in the uh, uh nevis at that time but uh, next time around i'll definitely make it a point to try to mm. but um evie you are such an interesting guy with a lot of excitement and i can see where your company is just doing so well and i i want to thank you for spending such good quality time and sharing and being extremely honest with us um uh, is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we go? Is just to uh, to take care of your community and really s- remember those that have supported you along your journey and uh, and never forget that. Well, um, uh, Abby, if you would stay on air after we say goodbye, I wanted to say goodbye to you personally. So uh, everyone, thank you, Abby. Thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. So happy to be here, and uh, I wish you a phenomenal winter season. <laughs> Thanks, Abby. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.